So the fucking pasta salad story. Uh, let me put this in perspective <laughs> for you. you okay, let let let's let, let us do. Okay. Let us do. So let me set the scene. Uh, okay. I got three brothers. My middle brother, I'm a, I'm like not really that close with, and he invites me over every once in a while. Kind of try to keep that brother brotherly friendship and bond strong, you know. Mm-hmm. So he also has a little temper on him. Of course, but who doesn't? Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's like, he, he calls me up. He's like, hey, he's like, Saturday, I'm having a cookout. He's like, you and Sarah come over. Let's, you know, spend some time together. Celebrate. And I was like, okay, well, I, I had just happened to have that day off of work and everything lined up perfectly. Mm-hmm. So I go out and I, I buy all these fresh ingredients and I make this pasta salad. And it's it's amazing, right? It's it's just the best pasta salad you've ever fucking tasted. So well, when you were making this, now this is just my own personal curiosity. Were you wearing anything? Uh yes. Uh, at least a t-shirt. I will say that. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Anyway, keep going. So keep I carry on. <laughs> so I messaged him. I was like, "Hey, I, I made pasta salad, so don't make any." And they're like, "Oh, well, we already made some, but it's okay." I was like, "Oh, fuck! Uh, you know, we're, we're gonna have so much pasta salad now." And I, it, she left me on red. Well, he he doesn't use his phone. His girlfriend does. That's that's for another story. But right. I the day goes on. It's about two two uh, two two and a half hours before the event's supposed to take place. And I get this phone call and I pick it up. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, what? He's like, you don't need to bring the fucking pasta salad. It's not all about you. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, you, I invited you th- to this. I'm, I'm going to bring, I'm going to have the food readily available. You didn't have to go and make something. I was like, I'm just trying to help. He's like, no, I fucking invited you. You eat the food that I provide. He's like, you didn't need to go and fucking make pasta salad. I was like, what the (laughs) fuck is going on? So I'm laughing. This is how I deal with things. I start uncontrollably laughing. He's like, what's so fucking funny? And I was like, dude, you called to yell at me about pasta salad. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, you can't take anything seriously. This is the problem with you. And I was just fucking, I was like, okay, Devin. Okay, you need to calm down. He's like, no, this is how it always is. He's like, you don't have to come then. Click. He hangs up on me. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, this, this has opened me up to a lot of questions. Okay. Okay. Um, first of all, are you guys rotini guys? Are you sure that maybe he's not an elbow guy, elbow oh. macaroni guy, and you're rotini and 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 you're having uh, it, it, that would just be putting you on different sides of the same coin. <laughs> yeah, definitely two different sides of a spectrum there, rotini and the elbow guy. I used uh, gluten free rotini noodles for that pasta. Oh well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know you can't gloss over shit like that. <laughs> you need that gluten in there. <laughs> gluten free, gluten free. Uh. <laughs> Gluten-free does not exist. There's no reason for that. 
It's like when you Good old <laughs> American mother. No wonder he was pissed. I'm pissed at you now. <laughs> I can't believe. I cannot believe that you would. Con- that I can't see. I can't believe you don't see the problem. <laughs> I like group. You've done this before. You have a history. I'll bet you. I know it. You have a history of gluten free, don't you? This is. I'm starting to try to eat healthier. Okay. Oh my God. Gluten free is not healthier. (laughs) It's a lifestyle. (laughs) Oh, gluten. You know what? That's. That's. I swear to God. I swear to God. <laughs> Gluten free. Now I'm on his side. <laughs> oh my God. The next thing in the, 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 this is, this is the way that I get in trouble, by the way. <laughs> I, I start doing I, I start just going crazy on stuff, right? You know, yeah. um, that I really don't care about one way or the other because I think that you know the deep down inside, um, I could give a fuck one way or the other. But, <laughs> but I, I, I remember uh, uh, <laughs> we were uh, going around the table at, at at you know the vengeance. Yes, we were doing we were doing the uh, the table read, right? And I said. Uh, I we were all sitting around and, da, 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 and said, said, well, you know, that's it's it, something came up and is well, well, that's okay. Unless of course you're vegan. And, and, <laughs> and then we're going to have a problem. And the problem was <laughs> this problem wound up being <laughs> that I, I forgot that I was working. I forgot I was in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, um, isn't everyone there like a low-key which, hipster? Like exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah, all, all of a sudden I realized uh, that I was virtually outnumbered. <laughs> <laughs> there were there were eight people at the table, and I think five of them five of them were vegans. <laughs> oh god. Excuse me, like, Mick, what did you oh, say? Oh my god! Did you insult my lifestyle? <laughs> well, you see, and, and the thing is, is yes, yes, I insulted. I, 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 I'm an insulting human being. But you know what? Here's the problem. The problem is, is I don't take anything seriously <laughs> at <your> all. <laughs> see, so, so at least so, you're whipping uh, out insults at that table rate and not a rubber penis. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Eddie, Man. Flashing back to our original interview where Mick and I met. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pants? <laughs> I'm supposed to be wearing pants? Let, let's talk about the improved audio quality quality of this episode so far and how there is... Is this doing good? Oh, is, there is he, no cutting out, there's no echo, and we sound pl- clear as fucking day. This oh, is, uh, finally. I, I'm telling you that, that that echo was so hard to fight. I mean, for four days, I, I was talking really... <laughs> uh, I was... I You know, I was talking like I was already in the South. Yeah. <laughs> You were prepping. Whoa, you were whoa. prepping. <laughs> <laughs> Got to slow oh your speech. God, I'm in 
He's evil already. Oh, jeez. <laughs> By the way, this is just this is just how it's going to be. This is an uh, upgrade. This is definitely an upgrade. Uh, South is going to rise again because <laughs> they're because they're baking a cake. Come on! I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear that. Anyway, so Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. So I was here. I wanted to talk. I just I want. Hmm, I wanted to talk about special effects, I and like I wanted to talk about oddball special effects. They're not just the normal stuff, not the or the rigging or all the rest of this, but um, the stuff that borders on. Um, well, well, <laughs> actually, I was going to go with the snow and stuff. Uh, uh, atmospherics. Um, I was in New Zealand. This this first is an anecdote. There's nothing to be learned here. <laughs> so is this a continuation of the Girl Scout story? Uh, this is not. It's not it's part the of the same country. OK, same, same country, country. Same, same film too. correct. The Hercules. Same. Well, yeah, we did five of them. But yeah, same, same, same <laughs> film and, and all the rest of that. OK, okay. Um, this is this, this is one called. Uh, uh, Oh, by the way, some people brought up a couple of things and I wanted to clear some things up about the story of being in the river, right? A, it absolutely, absolutely 100% happened. And a lot of people have been have been doing that uh, thing. Well, if you put the Volkswagen on its back, wouldn't it just, it's a little tiny thing, wouldn't it just tilt back over, right? Yeah. And there, there was a factor here that nobody brings in is that it was a sandy bottom. It was sand, right? Yeah. In the bottom of the lake, uh, in the bottom of this uh, riverbed. Right. And because it was sand, literally the van just kind of settled down into the sand flat. Yeah. Right. And, and you can't, I'm telling you, I totally thought when I got out of the van, when I fell out of the van, yeah, <laughs> I totally thought to myself that that I could push her over in a heartbeat, right? Yeah. You know, it's just rocket and stuff. But if it's sitting on sand, let me tell you, it doesn't rock at all, right? So all those people who who want to deny that that story exi- existed or happened, first of all, I've had enough weird shit happen to me in my life that I don't have to exaggerate any of it. <laughs> Oh my. And, and second of all, um, th- yeah, the sand was was a huge factor in this. You know, uh, the the sand just just made it monolithic, right? Can wait, okay, so, wait, wait, are you getting shit from our listeners because of your stories? No, I I'm getting shit from people here oh. that I know oh. that listen that, that listen to it and and and. and and had questions. That is fucking crazy. They wanted to know if 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 that happened. And I said, really, how many stories have you fabricated in your life? And how many of them involved a red Girl Scouts and a VW van? Because I'm telling you, that's that almost would have to happen in order to exist. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't invent. <laughs> I'm sorry, a lot of stories that you couldn't invent, and and I'm going to go into one of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get ready to tell a story. Let's get ready to blunder. 
<laughs> so Hercules in the Ring of Fire, right? Uh, Should I play Johnny with, Cash with, under this? It was whatever. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I did not get along with the director of the show. <laughs> he was a he was an actual artist. I personally am not an artist. I mean, I I'm a sculptor. And I build models, and and I can talk a group of people through anything, and and uh, I and I can guide things, but I'm not like an artist. And he was an artist, right? Mm-hmm. And his name's his name was is was Doug Leffler, and um, God, he's such a dick. I mean, he could be so nice to people, and to me, he was a dick. So anyway, we so we had. We had this. Uh, we had to make a fire, a ring of fire, right? Yes, yes. And first of all, his concept was that we were going to do the ring of fire. Uh, my concept is we would do it uh, out, out on location, and and we literally built a ring that was. Um, it was enormous. It was, it, it, he, he goes, yeah, I want it to be 10 meters by 10 meters. And I don't think he knew what a meter was, right? Because <laughs> he kept saying a meter is a yard plus three inches, you know? And, and I think he equated it with like, you know, just a really big foot. <laughs> what that is, is it's three feet plus, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we, and I said, you know, you're sure about that? And I laid it out for him and everything. And I think that his pride didn't want him to back out. Uh-huh. You, you know what I'm saying? And so I said, okay, good. This is, this is what it is. And <laughs> in order to fill that, um, we literally had to get a propane truck oh my. and, and hook it up directly to the ring. And we were going to put it outside, right? Yeah. Problem with that, beans, is we couldn't. <laughs> we could only we could only like shoot for so many hours because New Zealand people in New Zealand actually are used to having lives and and and, <laughs> and people people would come from you know America. The directors would come from America yeah. and say, "Oh, we're going to shoot." You know, uh, it's so common in LA to do 14 hours, but then to actually shoot 18 hours a day. Right. Yeah. In New Zealand, they shot 10 hours and that was it. And I mean, literally they didn't make overtime deals because there was no overtime at the end of 10 hours. They walked away. In fact, there's <laughs> a director that we had down there that uh, <laughs> I'm at a location with him and, you know, he's getting, you know, to nine hours. And I said, well, you know, you're, you're at nine hours. We're, we're, he says, oh, I, I only have like a, a, like seven more shots. And I go, well, you know, like I said, you have nine hours. He says, oh, it'll stretch. I go, well, it's not going to stretch. I mean, you, you know, when it hits 10 hours, which is like six o'clock, you know, yeah. uh, they're going to leave. And he goes, no, no, no. He says, I, I can get him to say, it's okay. it's okay. And he's talking to, and he's trying to talk everybody into it. And, and finally it's, it's like, well, they'll, they'll stick around. And it hits up to being six o'clock. And literally he standing on the set on, on, on the location. We're on location, standing on location 
and the crew just got in the cars and left. <laughs> and he was in the, he was screaming. I swear to God, I had so many hours. I had so much time on my hands that I had a garden. I mean, I had a garden because even I was forced to donate 10 hours. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, so that sort of thing would happen. So, so what we did means is we knew we were going to get in trouble. We couldn't get to the 10 hours and it'd be dark, right? Um, it's, it has like, it's so far down there, so far south that it, it, it has really long days. Yeah. Right. And so we weren't going to get dark. <laughs> we would have to go down there just to shoot this one scene and we would be in the dark and, and then we had nothing else. To film. Anyway, it turned into a nightmare and we had to move it onto the stage. So now here's what I've got. <laughs> and, and this is, this is, if you want a recipe for utter disaster, utter disaster, I'm going to give it to you right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You get a propane truck, a full propane truck, right? Propane. You with, say. yeah. Pro, you know, I mean, like, uh, I think that in general, they're uh, 10,000 gallons oh, right, wow, of compressed propane, right? You know, the big full truck, right? Yeah. Um, you have a propane truck. You have um, inch and a quarter hoses. You have a ring of fire that is 30. 30 plus feet around um, that is that is fed by uh, that's fed by an inch and a quarter line that goes to a one inch pipe interior diameter all the way around and has slots so that, you know, the gas can get out. Right. You're getting me all fired up with this propane talk, like like really fired up. I, I got so, a song for you. <laughs> It's about propane. It's from my buddy Hank Hill. Yeah, Hank Hill. <laughs> this was. Lay back and let okay. the propane soothe you. There, yeah, there, there you go. So this is this is Hank Hill's uh, wet dream. Um, <laughs> Propane and propane so, accessories. Propane. So, so we get uh, we get Prometheus in the center of the circle, right? In this, in the circle of fire, and uh, and, and now I, and now I am totally seeing this disaster coming my way because all this time I've been saying, look, dude, we can make a ring of fire. I say, first of all, I don't, I didn't, I never understood why it had to be an actual ring because. The thing is, is come on, let's let's face it. If you're a filmmaker, one fire bar in front of you and another one behind, <laughs> and and you call it the ring of fire, and it's going to be the ring of fire, right? Yeah, I, I mean, that's just the way that it is. But uh, so we get on. We we have a stage that's in a small of of warehouses that are all interconnected to each other. <laughs> and I remember right next door was the uh was a warehouse that was for their um their version of like a warehouse of of well, um uh blockbuster right yeah so um so they have records they have uh it's completely full of of 
boxes of records and and videotapes and you know um, all that ephemeral kind of and and that's next door. Yeah. Now here's the thing: if you're gonna if you're gonna do fire on stage, first of all, you have to be very aware of what you're doing, and there is there is like a well-known method of disabling the fire system. What you do is you take a cup of water and a styrofoam cup and you take the styrofoam cup and you fill it with the water. And then you take and you wire that, that cup with the wire water in it up over that little device in the ceiling. You know, that the thing, the rain head, we're not teaching people how to make bombs. Are we? No, no, this is, <laughs> this is just, this, this, this is just making it so that you can burn the building now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. So, so then you just take that and you wire it up underneath that and it raises the temperature, uh, of, of what the ceiling, but if it got completely outrageous, it would eventually melt the cup. See what I'm saying? Yeah. See, it would melt the cup. And, 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 and so if it got, you know, up to like 350 or something like that, that the cup would melt. So it doesn't go at 160 degrees. It goes at 350, right? Yes. And so I, I'm, I'm from the time that that I the concept of this ring of fire comes up. I am talking. I am trying to lower his expectation of what we want to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm saying, look, dude, we need to we need to keep this thing, you know, like three feet high. You know, we get we let the flames go three feet high. And uh, and I kept talking to the, the the producer about it. I said, "Dude, you you know, there's going to be a tug of war right down on the set. And he's going to want to make this, you know, like five feet high, and we're going to blow. We're going to like rain in there. I mean, this is going to happen <laughs> because because I know how producers get in front of directors, yeah. right?" It's it's like it's going to be one inch at a time, and one inch at a time we're going to crawl up, and we're going to blow that whole ceiling. And I swear to God, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> we started at three feet. We almost immediately were at four feet. Then we were five at five feet, and then we, I mean, by the time by the time we blew the ceiling, literally the. The makeup was melting on Hercules and Prometheus that were in the middle of it, right? Oh my! Now you got to think of think of it this way. Think of how hot that was because they were standing in the middle of this ring, and it was fifteen feet to any fire all the way around, right? Yes. Hey, you know what? Is it with that in the plane wreck? It, it's almost like it was a, a, a theme. Oh my! <laughs> burning on both sides <laughs> oh my god so up and i'm like uh, you know and i'm arguing with him i'm nose to nose and i'm nose to nose and i'm nose to nose with them and he goes up higher up higher up higher keep going keep going the producers well director says blah, blah, blah. and all of a sudden those cups melted <laughs> oh my the the rain went off, and and here's the thing: those those things are tied together. Okay. In other words, it, if you pop one of them, they all go, and they went all the way down the building. Oh God! <laughs> we destroyed both warehouses, just completely <laughs> ruined, it ruined everything. Yes. You know, so so. 
and 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 here we're both. And I remember um, the d- directors on one side of me, <laughs> the produ- the producers on the other. And I'm saying, and 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 <laughs> I remember that I put the hood <laughs> through my jacket up. Just, just before it went, <laughs> you were preparing. I was, I was so convinced <laughs> that we were going to go at, and I put the hood up, and the director goes, "Well, what are you doing?" Bam! <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, troublesome. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got to tell you the thing. Thing is, is I have asked around, and and I think that I am probably only the second guy that I've ever talked to that actually managed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I totally knew it was going to happen from the moment I walked onto the stage. I was yeah. like, oh god, this is so going down. So, <laughs> Alice getting anyway. sucked into the screen. What was that? The next one you want to talk about is Alice getting sucked into the screen. This is amazing this is this is one of those things that everybody has wondered everybody wonders and and i get a lot of uh questions about how we did this um you've seen the sequence right yes yeah okay uh so what you see is you, you start at the theater itself. And, and, and here's the great thing about this. This was filmed all over town. I mean, everywhere. And, and so what does it look like to you? Describe the sequence. Okay, here we are. Do I get to talk over it? Yeah. Okay. Try so and this <laughs> <laughs> so are, are we back on again yes keep going okay here's the thing uh so we're at the theater right okay and and uh, she comes up and she gets a ticket and she walks inside that is recorded at the theater itself all right uh she walks in she goes upstairs to the balcony and she comes out and she walks down the balcony and takes her seat. Okay. This is so that's cool. actually that that is done until the last moment there at the theater. Now, when she actually sits down, that is actually go ahead and pause it for a sec. Okay. Uh so uh I, I told you to pause. We're now pausing, but we're, we're recording, right? Yes. <laughs> we, sorry. Sorry. I'm, I'm, this is getting confusing. So we have in front of us now we have a 45 feet wide, maybe 20 feet deep. We have a, an, an enormous platform that is built on tractors, right? That, okay. that, tilt, that tilt up. Basically, that's what they do. And, and what, we, what we did is for the sequence – you're going to see the the popcorn flip forward, right? Yeah. And you're going to see the Coke spill forward. And all that was done because we kept lifting the stage up and up and up and up ah. with the camera, with the lights, <laughs> with the people belted down. Uh, all the rest of the Elm Street people were belted in their seats so that 
the only thing, the only one that's reacting to the, to the fact that they're spilling forward is her. Ah. Okay. And the Coke and, and, and so watch, go ahead and watch it up until you get to the edge. Now she falls down the front of the, of the, the seats, right? Yes. And, she, and then she'll grab the edge, right? So go ahead and watch that knowing that. Now we get her up to the edge, right? The wind's blowing. <laughs> right, the wind's blowing because it's look, we're trying to make it look like it's sucking her in. Yes. So now she starts to get sucked. And literally, she's falling forward as the set tilts up. She keeps, the wind keeps going. You can see the black and white behind her, right? And, and now we're, we're still at the theater now, and we see all the beams that are overhead in the wide shot, right? And we have her on a plank hanging off the edge, right? Yes. Okay. Now, go ahead and stop it for a minute. Once you, okay. once you get to that edge. Her shoe okay? just got sucked in. She She's what? Her, her shoe just got sucked in. Her shoe got sucked in. Now, here's the funny thing about that shoe. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Literally, what we did is we all sat down there and we had her sit on a plank, right? Laying there, holding her hands and stuff. And on the wide shot, Charlie Pallardinelli <laughs> took that shoe and and he we filmed it in reverse and he did it first time he took that shoe and literally threw it and hit her foot with it <laughs> so when you see it falling that's reverse of it having already come off and and falling into the screen right oh my okay so that's a combination of the stage mm -hmm. and the set okay now that rim, the rim's the front, the front of the, of the balcony, right? That she's holding on to, right? Yes. Okay. We took a piece of that that we had made, right? That the the piece that you saw her in close up holding, and we took that piece and took it to a building that was called the Beacons Fur Storage Building, and what the Beacons Fur Storage Building was was an eight-story-high concrete box. Ah. And it had no windows, and what Beacons used to do is store furs for rich people in this box, right? Yes. So it the, the one of the advantages of the box is it just had a, a, a painted one-color side, and what we did is we built the beams that you see there, and we just like you saw them in the theater and we took them in screen and literally used uh cables to to go to pull them up the side of the beacons first storage up eight stories right yes we got a crane put the piece of the balcony on the crane and then put the camera looking straight at the ceiling 
with her up above and had her stunt person fall into an airbag that had a piece of paper that was colored chroma key blue and she went through the paper that ah. that blue paper is what they they put the image of the crave in on and so all that sucking in that you see is actually a so when you see her go over your head, yes, right. When you see her go over the he the head, actually she's falling. She's falling, and the the beams that you see that are representing the ceiling are actually hung on the side of a building. Wow, wow! It's eight stories high, so you totally get that feeling. Now let me tell you something about this. This is really funny. Is the there was a guy. Um, he was the Cenobite. I can't think of his name. Um, Cenobite and Hellraiser. Which and Cenobite? He had a, what? Which Cenobite? Great first one. The um, Pinhead. Uh, no, not Pinhead. The other, the uh, Chatter. Yeah, uh, right. And he was the guy that acted in Nicholas Spance. Okay. And he had his own podcast for a while. No shit. And. Uh, he invited me onto the podcast, and and uh, he goes. The one thing that I've wanted, always wanted to ask you is, he says, I know facts really well. He says, and I have to tell you, I cannot figure out how you did two things. He says, I can't figure out how you did the truck, and I can't figure out how you guys did uh, Alice falling into the uh, being sucked into the screen. Yes. <laughs> and I said, well, it's a fall. And he goes, oh, God damn it. <laughs> it's just, ah, I should have known that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fall. Wow. Yeah. He says, Jesus, that's a lot of work. <laughs> I yeah. Go, yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> so you have to think of how much work it was. And this is, and this is the thing. It's not a kill. It's actually just, some of the coolest things that happened in that um, in that film was not the kills so much. It was transitions. Yeah. When you were getting in and out of dreams, uh, some of the, the stuff getting in and out of the dreams was some of the most creative stuff uh, you can imagine. That was done totally practically because we had no we we needed out do three. We had no time to do effects because we started it in we started it in February. Okay. Uh, we didn't film until March, and we released it. In so that doesn't give you time to do much of a back and forth uh, with an optical house. So that was a fall, and 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 we were playing with scale so much, like um, you know the pizza. Uh, when when you see uh, him in the pizza, yeah. When you see Danny in the pizza, you know he's in an enormous piece of pizza, <laughs> <laughs> and that's and and we played with scale. Beans as well. We could do that with him pretty easily if we just got a big pizza, which is the same way that we did the the great with uh uh you know for the souls of the children, right? Yes. You know, 
that that was literally a blown up version of of uh, of his chest with actual people writhing on a scaffolding trying to get out of uh, his insides. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, nice. fun stuff, huh? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, that's uh, so. All this is then then. Then I want to talk about uh, as long as we're on Nightmare on Elm Street Four, we might as well talk about the truck, right? Okay. Uh, you know the scene that I'm talking about? Truck. The truck that hits nothing. The truck that hits. I need to watch the films again. God, you're a loser. <laughs> I could watch them, but the production design is just so shitty. Like it- I know. I, 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 <laughs> Listen, you're you are totally preaching to the choir. <laughs> you know what? I, I I'm telling you. Here, here's what I'm going to do. I I'm going to we're going to do a part two on the rest of the effects on Nightmare on Elm Street. How about that? Okay. And, and we're going to come back and we're going to hit this sucker next week. And I'm going to start with the story of the truck. Okay, that'll be a perfect okay? transition. There you go. I mean, we started this thing with macaroni. Yeah. Now, <laughs> there is there's there's a funny little fact that I that I and this is just because Rabbit Trail is 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 you know what happens to my mind during the day, and uh, I wanted to to mention concrete sand, and I was thinking about this kind of uh kind of in relationship to the. Uh, the sand shot that we had in this film. Okay. Uh, Cause we dealt an awful lot with sand trying to pull, um, trying to pull Tuesday night uh, uh, under the sand at the beach. Right. Yes. Um, did you know, and, and uh, did you know that concrete uh, sand is being stolen all over the world? No. Beans is there's uh there's less and less of it that's easy to get a hold of, and and there's such a huge demand to put it in concrete, and okay. uh, <laughs> and I learned something that I didn't know the other day. Uh, beach sand works for concrete, and desert sand doesn't. You know huh. why? Why? Because it's got no tooth. Desert sand does not have tooth because the wind it around and it and it literally rounds it out as it as it blows around yes you know it breaks out all and it becomes round and because it's round it doesn't give it doesn't give the cement any tooth to hold it together with the larger aggregate rocks but beach sand does have tooth to it it isn't perfectly round and, and 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 it it this Concrete can the the cement can attach it to uh, other uh, rocks and and make an aggregate of it because because it has a tooth to it. I mean, you can and tooth means that that you've got a there's something to hold against it, right? Yes. And I think that that is the perfect allegory uh, metaphor for life in general. You know, if 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 you're out Dolphin, you're rolling around in the freaking desert. Nobody wants to be by you. <laughs> you can't stick around in groups. <laughs> but 
But if you come to the beach and you get mellow and you lay back and you go, hey, dude, my friends are your friends. <laughs> yeah. Then you can come together and be fucking concrete. <laughs> Is that not the stupidest allegory you've ever heard in your life? <laughs> This is my day. <laughs> God damn it. This is my day. Yes. This is, you know what? I'm just, I'm just waiting to move. That's <laughs> I'm moving to Tennessee and my brain is just jello until the, you guys are all lucky that you actually got to hear a rabbit hole today. Right before we started recording, we had a catastrophe. <laughs> Catastrophic meltdown of his of audio proportions. My audio, my involved my flippers, my flippers, my speakers flipping off the fucking desk. Cords everywhere. Mick freaking out. Everything is just going haywire. And then we finally got it fixed, and then everything is fine now. But uh, it could have been bad, folks. It could have been bad. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> it, the jury's still out. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> it could still be bad. <laughs> but I have to say this is you did seem almost alive today. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> See, I I require you to be up. Yes. A hundred percent. You you have to be there, you know? Yes. I, I can't just talk into a vacuum. <laughs> Yeah, we kind of suck. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. Absolutely nobody should listen to this. <laughs> but, hey. That's uh, today's Rabbit Hole Podcast. Uh, this is your host. That is. TJ that ba- is, guys. TJ Bowser. I I had a lot of fun today. Very, very, very much fun. Yeah. It was a good yeah, episode. Okay. But uh, this is TJ Bowser signing off. And make strong. See ya. Bye. I'm sure that I could spend my days watching my children play and getting them to school each day. I never stop dreaming about easy money. I dream about easy. I dream about easy money I dream about easy I dream about easy money Oh yes, I need it Oh yes, I want it I dream about easy I dream about easy money Flying north to the grinding bleak I never stop dreaming about easy money I dream about easy I dream about easy money I dream about easy I dream about easy money Oh yes, I need it Oh yes, I want it I dream about easy I dream about easy money If 
they paid us for who we are I wouldn't have to go so far I'd even clean my neighbor's yard I never stop dreaming about easy money I dream about easy I dream about easy money I dream about easy I dream about easy money I dream about easy I dream about easy